Morning. Good morning. Morning, morning everyone. Mark, that's that's pretty professional. That video at the yeah. front there, isn't it? It's a it's made with Keynote. Is it? Just a presentation software. Yeah, so, I'm impressed with that. Do you think it wants a stirring theme tune? Yeah. Um, it does. I don't know how to get the audio to play. There is actually a, a track that uh, one of my colleagues in Year Four has done. He plays in a band, so he's done one. But I just can't. Yeah. Got to get it to work to play through. Oh, so that's, the next, that's the challenge for next week. Is to get yeah, yeah, we'll, rock, yeah, we'll hold a ride to the Valley Valkyries or something like that. <laughs> 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 I'll have to get one ready for uh, Brewhead the Arts. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Ed, I'm, in, I'm enjoying your hair today. Yeah, I'm not. I'll tell you what happened. Um, it's a little more controlled than usual. Well, it's controlled by its own weight because the uh, boiler's gone. <laughs> oh. Boiler's gone. Ooh. I've got an engineer coming in tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, until then, it's it's all a bit, it's all it's sort of sticking together a bit, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not good. I was going to attempt to have a wash with a bucket this morning, but I didn't get there. Boiler kettle. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm going to do. Go on a hob. Go down the stream. Right, mate, I've got a 13-year-old son. Can you imagine my pain? Went out on Friday and we, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. Are you stocked up on links? Um, well, we both got Old Spice. Old Spice <laughs> will carry through most things, won't it? we've both been poorly as well Graham. I was just saying to Mark before we started the show that we had to go and have those COVID tests. Oh. We were driving through, driving through like we went up to the um, park and ride on the ring road where I normally get my bus to London. Yeah, and instead it's like chicanes, and you go down. There's people in high vis waving at you, and then they hold up bits of paper with their phone number on, so you can call them, and they'll tell you oh. what to do without without you doing doing the windows down. It's brilliant. It's like being wow. in a Spielberg film from the eighties. I loved it. I thought you'd been a bit quiet this weekend because we've not had any pandemic pandemic music. Uh, start of the week very busy. End of the week bit poorly. Oh, but you're okay. But, now, I'm, yeah? but I'm up and at them now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I've got the coffee. Right. I'm here for. I'm in it to win it. Ed has risen. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got some great guests today, haven't we? Hmm. We've got the best. So, it's a really best important business subject as well. Yeah. How have you found it, Mark? Coming back. Um, it's so different. It's been nice. It was nice seeing the children, but it is yeah. very tiring. Um, Monday was uh, was nice getting in. Tuesday I found a bit tough, but as it went on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, it's been nice. It's just uh, it takes a lot. It's a lot yeah. when you're in from that and you've got all the children. But it's nice it's seeing tiring. them. And nice. It is tiring. We found that we found that it's been really, really tiring. Not just for us, but for the kids as well. Yeah. You know, sort of, it's the afternoon. They start to wilt and time for us yeah. i think we just let that happen yeah. but uh, the kids i think the kids have been so i mean they're adaptable aren't they and resilient and they've, they've really been, got back into it and they uh, have been brilliant and we've had you know yeah. we, we've had talks about what it was like during the during the lockdown and shared that but uh they've just really wanted to get on with work you know they wanted to have a, yeah. a an almost normal timetable mm. literacy and numeracy and um there's been lots of Really lovely art stuff been going on around the school, which has been brilliant. So year six is my bubble. Yeah, so I popped in yeah I'm in year six as well. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's been amazing really. But uh, it is re for anyone that does go back, it is it's extremely tiring. You got to make sure that uh, you look after yourself. Mm. Yeah. Were you feeling about it, boys? Were you this time last week? Were you a little bit butterflies oh, in the tummy? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Monday before school, before they came in, you just don't know, or we didn't know, whether you're going to get one child or ten children or yeah. however many. You just are near there, and then as they start to come in, you seem to get the hang of it, and yeah. very much. Um, an easier gentle day in Oz Monday trying to to work out because you have to work out what's going to work with the children and building those relationships with them was so important having mm. a laugh yeah yeah having a laugh and building we have like a staggered start to the day so each bubble comes in at a different we do. time uh, mm. yeah five minutes and, and I'm on the gate so uh, I stand at the gate and let them in at the right time parents don't come on site at all and at the end of the day, it's exactly the same. It's staggered again. And as the kids come in, yeah. uh, each bubble has their the kids in the bubble have their temperature taken. That's all written down. Um, it's you know the things are in place if anything happens. And I think um, I think that's all we can do, isn't it? Really, we can just be as safe it as is. we can, mm -hmm. yeah. doing what we can yeah. to check. And at times, it's been really weird. It's like it's almost <coughs> like when you're in the class with the kids, it's like this pandemic's not there. Mm. Yes. Apart from the kids, yeah, you almost you forget know, about the outside world and what's yeah. happening. Yeah, it's almost like nothing's happened except you've only got half the kids and they are sat on tables on their own. But it, yeah. at times, it's almost it's almost normal, but not mm. quite. I don't know, but I don't know about you, Graham, but I know every day the children have asked if they could watch news round. It's almost like um, they want to find out what's going on. They've always been one of those things that has been sort of wanting to know what's happening, and I don't know whether that's more alertness to what's happened. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, we 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 do that as a daily thing anyway. But um, yeah, it is, and I think the kids are some kids as well. They're sort of worried about their parents and grandparents, and uh, especially towards the end of the week, as they got a little bit tired. I found I was having conversations with children that were concerned about people at home. So mm. um, again, that's something you might need to to consider. You think they had to get comfortable at school again for a couple of days before they could start unpacking anything? Yeah, I think probably yes. they did, Ed. Yeah. 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 So, shall we um, bring so in... Bring uh, people in. Who's we got? We've got Liam. Hello. Hello, Liam. Um, good morning. Liam. morning. Liam's up in um, Norwich. Um, yeah. And we've got uh, Toria. Hi. Hello. Victoria. <laughs> yeah. Loves the panel. And then we've and then we've got the uh, the fantastic jazz. Hey. Hi, jazz. Hi. Hello. Good morning. No. Yeah. Would you like to Oh, he's gone again. There we go. Back yeah. in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? We'll start with jazz first of all and just tell us a bit about yourself so that people know. Yeah, um, I work in a school in Liverpool. Um, I teach year four at the moment. Um, and probably the reason that I've come onto most of your radars is um, a lot of the talk about um, children's literature and having um, diverse representations this week. So I had some interesting conversations this week, particularly with Ed as well. Been nice chatting to you. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, the stuff you've shared this week has been absolutely amazing, Jazz, really has. So thank you for that. Thank you. It's been yeah. nice to have um to, to have a voice to have people 
sort of listening at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Uh, something bad, something good. Yeah. yeah. Toria, and would you like to we... introduce yourself for those that don't know you? Yes. Um, best known on Twitter for my tiny voice thing, but also teach, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> which is my greatest passion. Um, I am, uh, well, I've taught all year groups in primary. I'm a currently a year four teacher, but um, I'm actually doing a year six bubble at the moment. The school I teach at is a junior school on the South Coast, and it's a sixth form intake junior school, which has been really exciting managing the, 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 the theoretically 180 year sixes potentially coming back as well as key worker children and a lot of bubbles. Yeah. So it's been it's been fascinating and I I just I think my head and my SLT are just phenomenal. Yeah. Um but yeah I, I'm um, yes really pleased to be here. Thank you for asking me. Well, thank you for coming. Okay. And last but no means least Liam. All right so yes so I'm currently a uh, year five six teacher in uh half form entry uh, primary school in Norfolk. Um, interestingly, before December, I was working in a much larger primary in Thurrock. Um, and before that, in a previous life, I was a secondary head of music. So um, I've had a, an interesting journey through, through education so far. And now I find myself in this lovely uh, rural school, um, yeah, taking care at the moment of a small bubble of year sixes. Nice. And yeah. you came to the fore because you posted a picture of your your setup, didn't you, in the hall? Yeah, That's right. Yes, I, it was a, it was amazing the response from from yeah. one mm. one incidental photo. I, I must admit, I, at the time, I sort of stepped back, having dragged a lot of furniture out of my classroom and into into the hall. Um, and for just a moment, I allowed myself to feel quite proud that I'd, I'd built something which I felt was going to make a positive difference. And and yes, it was incredible to see all of the positivity around it from from so many people so yeah a, a, a huge um welcome surprise this week yeah well done yeah that's great yeah. sorry mark go on. i was going to say it's, it's strange as well when the classrooms are different as well you get that different atmosphere because mm. it is i don't know about you but i know all the desks are grouped differently it does feel slightly different you've got to make it feel normal as well in some mm -hmm. respect although it's not uh, yeah I've, I've been throwing up displays left, right and centre just so that the children have ownership of the classroom because actually I think it's so important that they feel it is their space even yeah. though mm -hmm. they're, they're, you know, they've just come into it. So everything they create is like, right, let's whack that up and let's whack that up and let's get them Goodness knows what the teacher will think when they actually return to the classroom. Mm -hmm. It's not their problem at the moment, it's my bubble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is, are you actually in your own space, as it were, Toria, or are you in somebody no. else's classroom? Um, because of the, the, the nature of our school, what they've done is they've split the six year six classes into three bubbles each. So we have 18 year six bubbles. And what they've tried to do is group them together with it. So in I'm my one of my bubbles, well, I'm EE from class EE. And so we've got three EE classes, bubbles, upstairs, and we're sort of just together. I love it. I've renamed them the Bubble E's, funny enough. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, we're all together, and then you've got all of the various other year sixes, and they've done a really good job of managing to keep each class three bubbles in the same sort of corridor. Not that we can go in and out of 
each other's classrooms or anything else, but actually it gives you a, still a sense of community within that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find hand washing yeah. has taken up a, a huge amount of time? Oh <laughs> but it doesn't matter, does it? You know, we've got to do it, but hand washing has taken a lot of time. But it's it's going, isn't it? You have to sort of go, you know, I don't know about the rest of you, but I've had to actually create sort of a rotary. We have a system for who washes first and who yeah. is on. Yeah. Mm. yeah, we've sort of yeah. choreographed it on day one and, mm. and they've got it now. You just say, right, go yeah. and wash your hands. And they, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's like an elaborate ballet of hand washing. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's the same in reverse when they leave the room as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A definite order to go in and out. And yeah. Jazz, when well, that is, that was. Well, we're not back at the moment because, as you probably know, a lot of the Northwest have just said no. Um, we, I think, are looking to go back on the 15th. And I know that it's been like excellently handled by our SLT. It must have been a nightmare because um, I'm part of a trust in the six schools in there as well. So they've had to look at them all individually and make sure that we're absolutely safe. And I imagine it's a big stress at the moment with the, um, the R number raising in the uh, mm. Northwest. So don't know what's happening with that at the moment but I know that there's lots in place and we're doing a similar thing you know obviously with the bubbles um I, I know it'll be certain people will be in like different rooms to what they're used to normally and stuff but we just have to come together and get on with it but from what I've, I've heard from other friends I've got that's teaching up and down the country down south most people are saying that um the hand washing is is making the days go quicker so i suppose that's something <laughs> you spend so much time washing your hands or and and getting the kids in and especially if you've got the younger ones like early years uh, the, the reception year ones it's like herding kittens isn't it so i can imagine that takes a, a large chunk out of the day so you're never bored really but mm. yeah we're looking for looking ahead to the 15th and and possibly going to open back then Mm. How many how many weeks will that leave you before for the summer holidays? It gives you four. Is it about four weeks? Yeah, it's not it's not a lot, but obviously we have to, to factor in the fact that things were a bit different in the northwest compared mm. to they are is in the yeah, UK, yeah. And, and if that wasn't taken into account, you know, we could have been a lot worse off than we are now already. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know it doesn't leave a lot. I suppose it gives a little bit of comfort for, say, the year sixes who might get at least a couple of weeks with their friends before they obviously mm. transition into secondary school. And um, particularly that sort of, I know we're going to have some nursery children come in, so it might help with that transition from nursery to reception. Mm. Um, but it's just the best you can do in a bad situation, isn't it? There's, it not, is. there's no right answer. No one knows. This, like, you couldn't have planned for this. So um, my head teacher, bless her, is doing the best she can and we just have to thank her for it she's doing a fantastic job so far anyway mm. yeah i've seen that with i've noticed that with the year sixes like i say i stand on the gate and see them coming in the, the different kids and that make sure they come at the right time and and <laughs> try and socially distance and i asked them yesterday after the first no sorry friday after the first week back um have you enjoyed being in school and they said yeah much better than being at home they just wanted to be with their friends haven't they Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have a bit of routine and to be to be normal almost. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Sorry, Jazz, you carry on. Sorry. So it's it's no good for anyone stuck in for what's been what 10, 11, God knows how long now, all the bones have rolled into one. But um 
for the kids particularly, especially those year sixes, they must be really anxious about that that transition. They're leaving their friends and stuff, so they must just be gagging to get back in. I do really yeah. feel for them. So I worry for children, particularly children on the spectrum, who've been thinking they're going to go back to school and it's all going to feel normal and life will be, life will be proper again. And they might be in the wrong room with the wrong people, with the wrong teacher, quite likely. And I worry about managing managing that for those children. How do you? It's not going to be normal. You're going to go back to school, but it isn't going to be normal. How do you? Has anybody had to deal with that in their bubbles? Not in an extreme sense, but um, I know we did, we try to do as much as possible in terms of communication with parents, laying it out exactly. As, as best we could this is what it's going to look like this is what mm. the day is going to run like and then as plans have changed we then communicated that as well so yeah. hopefully not overwhelming the parents but allowing them to have those right conversations at home um so that at least the children have some sense of what they're walking into mm. yeah no, i think a lot of time went into id identifying those children who might need that so there was a lot of thought was put into those children and where they might be and which teachers they would be with so that they had a bit of um, security in that. But I know for a lot of children, certainly there's one child in mine who walked in on Monday, was not looking forward to it at all because he mm. didn't know which room he was going to be in, which member of staff he was going in. But by the end of the day, he was happy and happy because he'd relaxed. And uh, So they do come along with their own fears and worries when they come into school on that first day. Mm. Absolutely do, and I think I said to my children on Friday, I said, if you could give yourself any, if you could give your, the person you were on Monday any advice, what would you say? And they said, I'd say not to worry, and that actually it's much, it's really good fun, and that we've had lovely time, and I really, you really don't need to worry. But I think you know, I know that, um, I, and, and I know you were showing about this at the beginning. I know that I was so anxious last weekend, which is why I put the Padlet together for people, because I was really, really anxious. I couldn't get my head around how, who I was going to have, how it was going to look, the fact it wasn't my class, the fact that it was a group of children I didn't know, and, and then how it would all be managed, because actually, I'm not being funny, but teaching when you have to be two metres distant from children is very, very different because you can't just go over and you can't do that sort of quick feedback marking that you would normally do because you've got to be two meters away from them and i think it's all of those things just once you're in there for anyone that hasn't been once you're in there all the pieces are, are, are put in place and actually it's like i just want to reassure anyone out there that is anxious don't be it really, really works out for the children and for the adults. And I think everyone that has been bubbling this week has come away gone, oh, yeah, actually, no, that's, it's good. It works. But it is yeah. incredibly anxiety-making beforehand. Mm. Yeah. I know um, it is because you can't just think about handing things out on the floor. No. It is you have to think ahead. You've got to make sure because every morning it's a case of making sure they've got the paper. If there's any photocopying that's done, it's done in advance. It's all out, ready to go. Um, and the same with, um, we've got iPads, so they're all on the desk and then so everything is there ready for them. And that takes a bit of thinking in advance. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I know, have put together like quite a bit of 
um, stuff to send out prior to opening. So um, I think we've got some like transition slides and it's like your classroom is going to look like this. This is the teacher you're going to have. This is the group of people that you might be with. You might not be with your friends, you know, just to kind of um, sort of play down those anxieties, particularly for the SEN children. Um, so I think those are going to go out on probably, I think it's Seesaw or something, um, just before we open, um, just to help give the kids a heads up of what they're walking into. Because it must be really, you know, for anyone, particularly if it, for SEN children. But um, a lot of adults, as you've said yourself, have been really um, worried and anxious about going into school. So you can imagine what the kids must be thinking. They're going back and don't know what's going to happen. It's all going to look different and strange. But we, I know that our trust anyway, we've done a lot of um, sort of thought into how we can manage that and, and keep it nice and calm and chilled <laughs> best we can anyway. So we prepared a social story and put it out, but I'm always very aware with that, that you don't know what the child's question is when you do it that way. You know? So you create a social story, trying to think through what might a child find challenging and you know, actually the bit that kids worried about is where they're going to hang their coat. And you hadn't thought of that, you know, in all your innocence. So I had a child come into my um, key worker bubble and he hadn't been in right through. And he was in for his first time and he was shocked and appalled. And he was not, he was a tiny little boy, very, very, very upset. And he kept saying, where's my school? Where's my school? I'm like, well, you're in your school, you tonk. I mean, <laughs> what? But to that little boy, the only bit of the school he knows is the nursery classroom. It's, and when he says school, he means his classroom. So in the end, um, a more intelligent person than me took him down there. Nobody's been in it for weeks, so, you know, it, there shouldn't be any virus yeah. in there. I put his little name thing on the carpet where he could see it, where it goes in the morning, and he could get there, and he got his name, and he put it in the basket, because that's how they register. And then he was at school, and then he could start dealing with the day. And you just think, oh, little lad, little lad, dearie me. He's fine now. Once he'd done that little ritual, he knew that he was in the right place and everything else was okay. So there you go. You don't know what the you don't know what the concerns are going to be. So I suppose you just need to be really intentional about the warmth and uh, the openness with which you approach it. So I guess we try to do every day anyway, but even more so. Yeah. It's about I don't know. There's a and being willing to answer any any of the questions. However, you know, and and to let them know as well. I think reassure them that actually I wasn't entirely sure about everything and that we were working on this together and figuring it all out and mm. i kept you know and I, and I said to them they had to write top tips for, for mrs bono um in order to that she won't go wrong because i you know i said to them i'm bound to forget stuff you lot um so let's give me some top tips and, and that made it fun that actually all of those things they were thinking about we've got this one-way system around school and it's a huge school massive school and and we went went on this tour on the first day in which they we needed to work out the one-way system and just made it fun for them mm -hmm. because i think that's the thing yeah. fun and warmth helps to reassure the children yeah Never. laughter having lots of fun and laughter that does mm. yeah i think giving them some ownership as well has helped certainly with my year sixes that actually this is something new we're all experiencing it from the for the first time and so what do you want this to look like we know what we can do we know what we can't do but between those two things we can make this whatever we 
want it to be. And I think that's a really um, positive and empowering thing thing to do with any group of children to mm, say, yeah. well, you know, let's create this new thing together. Yeah. Yeah. Just out of interest, is, is anybody actually using face coverings in school? Just no. I know we're I not. Been, no. 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 I it's cannot imagine teaching with a face covering on. I don't, you know, I know, I'm sure there's people who do, but I can't imagine myself doing it. I would, I would find it really hard because so much of teaching for me is about animation in my, in my face. I, mm. Goodness knows how I would, you know, and I think that's the thing. Children look, you know, it, it's all of those social sig those signals that they get from face, from hand gestures and everything else. I think if this is covered, I'm not convinced that you would necessarily get the same sort of level of connection. Yeah. Mm. I just yeah. think, for me, I would find it really challenging. Another question okay. we had in uh, had in the comments, which I thought was interesting, was Rich was talking about that he's just he says, "Have you honestly managed to stay two meters away? I just couldn't do it. It's just so easy to reach for something. I don't know if every school's risk assessment has insisted on the two meter gap within the bubble. I know it, in our earlier bubbles, they said like, once you're in the bubble, you're in the bubble." you're not going to stop the earlier children from touching each other. So we will limit, you know, within the bubble, we'll try and make it feel normal and we'll be very, very, very rigorous at keeping them away from other bubbles. And I don't know if anybody's decided that that's a sensible route to take further up the school. I certainly think into year one and year two, I'd be thinking it would be extraordinary to ask a child that small not to touch their friend. I don't see how you could do it. I don't know where that stops for you, but I don't know. There might be uh, six bubbles out there where they have made the same decision. I think uh, we've made it really clear to parents that we can't guarantee any of this, that this is what we're trying to accomplish, but there's absolutely no way of guaranteeing that at no point in the day is your child going to be two metres apart from everybody else in the, in the building. Um, but I think it's a sensible place to start from. Mm. And I think that there are lots of shades in between being two meters away and breathing in someone's face. Mm. And, and it's about using your judgment and thinking, okay, what, what is and isn't safe to, to, to be doing. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I haven't been walking around with two meter sticks taped together all day. I've got some sense of what two meters looks like <laughs> and, and I'm particularly conscious not to be sort of face to face you know, with with someone at their level. I mm. think there's a lot to, to be said. And I think this is where I know in conversations with a lot of early years uh, teachers who are used to getting down to floor level, being in very close proximity. That's a huge habit to break. Um, mm. But I think tiny tweaks like you know, remembering that I'm not going to bob down to a desk in the way that I might normally but that I can actually get within close enough proximity to see what they've written and comments on it. Um, I think that there's a lot in between two metres apart and extreme yeah. risk. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Tori. I would agree completely. And the, the most, I think the most interesting thing for me is telling children to forget some of the kindness. This sounds strange that they've done. One of my children dropped 
their tray on the floor the other day because they put all of their resources in a tray and they dropped it. And I had to tell the other children not to help pick it up because mm -hmm. it's those sort of things. And it, it's just, <laughs> you know, that sort of, okay, I'm really sorry, I can't help you. You've got to pick it up yourself. Um, and it is, but I, I would completely agree that two meters is the ideal, but it is really, really challenging. You know, within a classroom environment, you can sit, sit the children two meters apart, but actually, if they're getting up to wash their hands, potentially, are they actually walking two meters away from the other child? It's mm. it as much as possible. Do you have you had one-to-one -one TAs and in in bubbles? Um, we do have a one-to-one -one TA in one of one of the other um, bubbles. Mm. Yes. And how's that worked? Um. I haven't been in the bubble, so I haven't necessarily mm. seen, but when I've seen them walking around together, there has been a space between them, per se, but mm. I think for for certain children, that, that would be really challenging because mm. they're so used to that person sitting right beside them. Yeah, elbow to elbow, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What's been difficult yeah. with it, because you, <laughs> out of all the year groups, I think year sixes are the ones that have found it hardest because outside of school a lot of them are still seeing each other um, because they're neighbors or because they're friends their families are friends etc etc so when they come into school asking them to, to try and stay two meters apart has been quite difficult uh, and of course they just want you know they it's human interaction it's it's really hard not to not to go in and give somebody a hug or you know it's it's difficult yeah. i know i'm finding it difficult not to hug my yeah. colleagues i like a yeah. hug <laughs> <laughs> it is, and that's yeah. a society in which we do hug an awful lot, and I think it's it, it is very very different when you go and see people that you haven't seen for a while, and and you're just sort of having to you know wave at them. Staff yeah. staff room as well. I don't know about all of you with your staff rooms, but most bizarre lunches nowadays where you're all seated seated two meters apart, and you're sort of having these weird conversations across the entire staff room. Very odd. Yeah. Yeah, we found though, because well, we have like different different staff rooms with different bubbles now, uh, but in a funny way, it sort of brought us together more. Mm. <laughs> so it, we're sort of interacting in different ways and from afar and things like that. But it, I think it's been, although it's it's been an awful time, it's brought us as a staff closer mm. together. Yeah, I know we've uh, sort of ended up with different times most of our pods have got two adults in so you can go off and have a coffee at different times or go and get a drink or that but it is you have to find at the end of the day that you stood in doorways chatting across the corridors yeah. <laughs> and sharing experiences how's it been today oh. i think that's one of the hardest things because teachers naturally pop in and out of each other's classroom at the end of the day to talk about things and share resources and you can't do that that has been to me one of the biggest things to get my head around that actually I can stand in a corridor but I can't actually go into someone else's room to see what they, their children have been doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. where things like class dojo and uh, school story and things are so important because yeah. you can photograph children's work and what you've been doing in the classroom mm. and share out school story not just for the parents but but for other teachers to see what's been yeah. going on as well. Yeah. What's school story? Tell me about I don't know that platform. It's, it's called class dojo. And I know, oh, right. So it's school yeah. story part of dojo, is it? Yeah, it's like a it's like a it, it's like Facebook, but it's um it's just for the people within school. So you can share mm. uh, you can share photos on there, you can share documents, videos, etc. It's brilliant. 
it really is fantastic. And what we found, uh, going off top, going off a little bit, because we we use school story and class dojo and things, parents know what's going in, on in school. So that when kids go home and say, "What have you done today?" and they turn around and say nothing, which quite often they will, parents are aware of what's happened. Plus, it's yeah. been a brilliant communication tool as well. Nice, because you can communicate at a class level, but also as a whole school level as well. And as a parent, message parents individually as well. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's really good. Anyone that's not got it or not using it, I implore you to uh, to use it. It's fantastic. I think now that we've got children back, we've got an extra layer of complexity as well. <coughs> Some class members still at home yeah. whilst others are in school. Yes. Even those that are in school might be in different classrooms. And I think there's a there's a real piece of work to be done in joining the dots between those groups and not making those that are still at home feel like they've been cast adrift. Um, and and I, I think that's ongoing. I, I, I haven't got my head around exactly how, how I'm going to achieve that. But um, being that mine is a year five, six class, half of my class aren't eligible to be in the school, yeah. um, aside from a couple of year fives that are in the key worker bubble. And and so you know, I feel like I'm splitting myself in three at times to to, to work out how I can still reassure everyone that, that they've still got a teacher, they've still got a class, and everyone's part of the same thing. We've um, we've, we've video we we video call the children at home, um, and so we've carried that on this week. So each each bubble has, has set up a go to meeting. Um, children from home can join in, but we've also uh, had our children that are in joining in as well so that mm -hmm. children in school and children out of school can interact and talk to each other and um, we do little quizzes and challenges and things like that and the children feel like they're more part of the school plus we've carried on with the phone calls home etc so that's yeah. really worked well I think those video calls are really important I definitely had I had mm -hmm. on Thursday you know, two children sitting at a laptop in the key worker bubble mine in the classroom and those that could make it from home I think it's I, I really hope that in areas where local authorities have taken a very quick and severe line on video calling, that that might be reviewed as things roll on. Because I think it's a shame that in some parts of the country, I know there is just none of that video taking place. And I think that's a real shame that, that, that we haven't got everybody looking at how we make something so valuable safe rather than just saying, don't take the risk. Mm. So how do you manage it? Because, I mean, there are massive safeguarding issues around that. How do you manage them? Well, to be honest, uh, Ed, because, sorry, GoToMeeting is really, really safe. It's not like Zoom that people could, anybody else could not like, join in on. Um, mm. GoToMeeting, you have a, you generate a, a meeting uh, mm. software. It's all browser-based. Uh, and then we dojo that. We we send that to our parents, whichever, mm. parent, whichever class you're in. So they are the only ones that <laughs> Get access to that um and then they come on and join and we've had no problems at all and the kids have absolutely loved it and the parents to be honest they feel they're part of the school in fact one of our tas this week who has intervention groups she started using go to meetings with her intervention groups at home great she's every every day at 11 o'clock she'll have a go to meeting with her class and she do handwriting or she do phonics or and one parent this week um she put on facebook uh, replied to our school Facebook group. Thank you so much, Lily's really felt part of the school because of what's happened this week. Um, she's really missed everyone, etc. But she's felt more part of the school because of that. So, yeah, it's worked well. I just can I 
this. You've got you've got to try these things, haven't you? And be as safe as you can. Mm. I think the I think the, the, the positives outweigh possible negatives. Mm. Have you been using something like that, Jazz? Now yeah. you're off for at least another two weeks. So yeah, we we've um, we've been using Zoom right the way through. To be fair, um, we haven't seemed to have any issues with that. I know a lot of people on Twitter have said that their schools won't allow them to do it, and I feel really bad for them because it, it's 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 kept that connection really strong between me and the class. And like we have ours at the same time every week. We do it on a Friday afternoon, and it's kind of like our debrief for the week. So what have you been up to? Or oh, you've had great um, maths work on Seesaw this week. You've done this. And we do our mindset hero as well. So I'll get their certificate. And um, it's just a nice sort of chat. It just keeps the morale up. You know, I think the, the worst part of all of this is just been keeping everyone's morale up. You know, the sort yeah. of messages from kids like, oh, I just want to be back in school. And I'm like, I know, I'm so sorry. Um, but in terms of safeguarding, we um, spoke to the parents about it and, a lot of the time parents are there in the video uh, we've made sure that there's two staff so i would never go into um, a zoom meeting with my class alone no. or any child um it'd always be with another member of staff usually my lsa kelly and um i just to make it flow a bit better we'll, like set them a, a challenge or something beforehand like today you're going to share a joke so you've got to go and learn a joke to to tell everybody or we'll have a quiz or we play bingo and I sent prizes to them and some of them had never had a letter before so it was you know it was mm. something to talk about and just something nice to keep them all going um so I think we'd have probably been really lost if we didn't get to do that and we've just been sending the um the link via our parent app so it's just going directly to the parents nobody else can get in obviously it's got the password and everything um but yeah, I know a lot of people have been concerned about the safeguarding issue for it. But I do think, like you said, if you don't try it, you know, mm. you, you won't know the best way to go. And I think it is really, it's been a really, really good thing for us, for our school anyway. I think that point of having another adult in the room with you, I think, is is a huge one. I think it should allay most fears. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the parents, sorry, the parents have joined as well. So, I mean, they might not be in the in the camera, but they're sort of in the background. Yeah. And I've had, like, parents giving them the answers to the quiz and everything. I'm like, hey, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's been nice because, um, you know, they've kind of gotten on board and, and it, it gives them a sort of insight into what their kids are like at school and what they yeah. get the friendship groups and and how we talk to each other and the things that we talk about so i think that's been nice to kind of get the parents in on it too yeah we've had parents siblings and pets that they yeah. all join it yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had a hoover in mine as well we've had a hoover going <laughs> that point about it giving the parents and carers uh sort of a little window into what your relationship with their children is really like is a really good one actually which yeah. i hadn't thought about i think yeah you've often when you're at a parents evening you feel like you're talking about different children don't you so yeah. um, that, that, that would be a really good way to say oh i see i've been having some great conversations with parents on the phone when i pick them up with who are, who are kind of seeing my point a little more <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, actually some very interesting chats <laughs> do you find she's a little bit lazy so well now you say it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You've had an amazing week, haven't you, Jazz? I think we should uh, we shouldn't 
let the hour pass without talking a little bit about your weird Twitter week this week and, and what's happened for you? It's been a very odd one. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, obviously, because of everything that's been going on around the uh, George Floyd uh, murder and the Black Lives Matter movement and things, people have become a lot more sort of aware um, of how they can make changes and how, you know, they can just have better practice um, in their lives generally and in their classrooms particularly. I mean, it's something I go on a lot about um, having access to diverse children's literature within classrooms because growing up myself, I, I really loved books. That was my, you know, sort of solace from a bit of a turbulent childhood. And I never ever really saw myself in any of the characters that I read about. And I know Ed, I was reading your um, your blog that you did, and I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, and and I'd have loved for there to be a character in that book that I could have resonated with. And I know that J.K.'s always said, "Oh, well, you know, no one ever, I never ever said that Hermione wasn't black, or you know, but the the artistry on the the cover does tell you otherwise." Mm -hmm. so, so it would be really really good to. Um, to have more and there is a lot more nowadays it definitely is um but um, it's something i'm always pushing for and trying to get books out there and people just just knowing how that they can um sort of encourage the conversations about race as well in in a nurturing way and you know i've had a lot of people say to me really funny things this week like oh thank you for being so nice about it and answering questions in a really kind way and it's like actually i understand a lot of people of color are really angry and you know they're, they're fed up they are but i think the majority of people just want everyone to understand and we can't do that before having these open dialogues and this this communication um and i think particularly in education it's something that really needs to take place now um just to sort of keyhole into that for me has been through children's literature because it's just something that i think really brings people together you know stories and books it's the lifeblood of, of education and of, of um, togetherness, if you will. And I was talking to somebody yesterday, actually, um, who read, oh, I have, it. You have this book, um, Little Bad Man. I've not long read this. It's a fantastic book. And um, it's by somebody who's got a Pakistani background. And the person who read the book was like, oh, I'm going to try and make these things in the book called Gulab Jarman. And they were like, never heard of it before. And I don't know where to get the recipe, but I'm going to get stuck in. And I was like, that is the importance of this. That's why it's so mm. important to have these books that have got, that touch on like lots of different cultures and have representations because how much more open would we all be if everybody just, you know, took a little bit of, of mm. that into their lives. And I think... I'm, I'm really sort of trying to push it forward. And I made a few book lists and <laughs> apparently a lot of them have um, sold out on Amazon. I've been getting messages from people saying, the books aren't there anymore. And I'm like, I'm kind of sorry, but I'm, I'm really happy about that to be yeah. fair. So get some diverse children's literature in your classrooms, please. Cause I think it's really going to help got start from the ground up. It's going to help have those important conversations about race. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. There is that uh, I mean, people were so grateful for the resources that you shared, Jazz, and, you, mm -hmm. and that was lovely to see. There are lots of people, particularly your whole class guided reading ones based on the I Have a Dream speech and the, and the rap by Common. You now, people were like, This is this is amazing, this is amazing, and I think it is amazing and well done. And to some extent, why weren't you doing that already, people? Because 
I mean, mm. half the half the difficulty of planning a decent guided reading session is choosing a great text, isn't it? That's the, mm. if you get the right text, the session writes it's itself. You've got the wrong text. What can you do? You, you're kind of stuffed, really. So I think there's a huge, um, and I'm going to use the word if no one else would. There's a huge ignorance in the profession yeah. about diversity and how important it is. Jazz, you work in a school that is majority um, white, I think. Mm. But yeah. it's not important for it's not important just for the black child to see black no, children. Like so, my kids didn't really even think about a lot of the stuff that we covered in those lessons until we discussed it. And they were like, like, Miss, people treat you like that. People say things like that about you. And I was like, Yeah. And I think it hits home a lot more when you realise that someone you know could be affected by that. Because I think a lot of people are quite detached from the thought of uh, racism happening and um and um it was it was good for them as well because i'm quite passionate about um using things like uh rap obviously without expletives music as um an expression of of culture as well and i think people find rap music quite scary because you think oh there's going to be loads of swearing in it there's going to be loads of like negative connotations and things about women that are horrible and stuff like that but actually um there's a lot of like really deep sort of poetic uh lines in, in rap music and that's why I included that common one because it links so closely to the I have a dream speech by Martin Luther King and the kids were like we're listening to a rap song in a reading lesson and I was like yeah we are and they loved it and it was <laughs> they're all like trying to learn the words and things and I think it just it as well again embeds that you know everyone can enjoy this culture and we can all look at the different things we bring to the table and we can all celebrate those things so I think that's really important but like you said a lot of people don't know where to start mm. and and that I mentioned to someone the other day and they were just like I don't know who to ask for these things and I was like we'll reach out to people of different cultures I, I, I used an example of um my friend Ashley Booth he gets hundreds of messages every day people asking him because he, he he's brilliant with teaching reading you know, what What do I do for this? How can I get uh, reading for pleasure, like, bigger in our school? And um, I think, well, if, if you wanted somebody to, to help you learn about reading, you go and speak to someone who's really good at it, someone who's got a lot of experience. If you want to know what things you can do to embed more uh, diverse culture in your curriculum, go and speak to people of, of different ethnic minorities. Ask a black person, do you know any poetry? Do you know any art? Do you know how I can include this? in a culturally sensitive way and how I can address um, issues around race um, with with my children, whether that be your own kids or your, your school. And obviously you do have to make sure that you, you clear everything with your senior leadership. But I do think that those conversations and those dialogues really need to be open right now because it's going to mm. make massive change in the future. Mm. Yeah, my, my daughter's been doing civil rights uh, some of her home learning was was civil rights and we had so many great conversations actually absolutely wonderful and eye-opening and everything in the past week on the back of what she'd just been learning it, it you said about ignorance edge but sometimes i think people are, just aren't aware of yeah. anything beyond them because my we were talking about racism and my daughter said but i don't understand why it's still happening i don't understand mm -hmm. why still doing it she said, and, and she, for her she'd been studying the civil rights which which was history and we were having mm. it's here it's now yeah. it's right now and actually we have to act differently she said but everyone's the same and i said i know that 
But actually, we need other people to understand that. And the only way we can do that is actually by bringing it to a classroom, to the teaching. And so I think what you're doing, Jazz, is phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Really phenomenal. Thank you. Don't you think as well, though, that some teacher training universities, colleges, etc., need to look at this as well? Because, you know, I've done a lot of work on gender equality. And before I did the documentary, it wasn't anything I'd ever thought of before. No. Because when you do your teacher training, they talk to, talk to you about literacy and numeracy, but basically they talk to you about how you're going to deliver it, what, what the objectives are for doing that. They don't talk to you about, you know, you need to teach a range of diverse books, mm. we need to look at a range of diverse people within science and history, etc. So I think that's something where it needs to start as well. We are absolutely right, Toria. We're just not aware sometimes until something like this happens. But that's why I love Twitter as a platform for educators, because I think I'm, I'm really passionate about the fact that actually schools can sometimes be very inward looking and thinking, actually, we and teachers, we've figured it out. This is what we do. This is how it is. The way that we become outward looking and we learn about global education and we can, is by connecting with each other. You know, I'm so grateful, as I say, for learning about, you know, the various books diversity through jazz, the gender equality, things that, you know, when I started teaching 20 years ago, it wasn't on my radar. It just wasn't. And I don't know that it's on a lot of people's radars that aren't connecting like this on a daily basis with other educators around the world. That's why I'm utterly passionate about people connecting because I think it's, it changes education and therefore will change the world as we move forward. Yeah. yeah. And I agree what you said there about it, uh, starting from sort of teacher training. I've been a few yeah. universities reached out to me this week, actually. Um, asking my opinion on things and whether I could like maybe even come in and speak and stuff and, and I think that's a really great place to start because if you have all the say 200 plus students you might have at one university at one time go out and, and understand the importance of having a really diverse um, approach to the way that you teach and, and having diverse literature and things like that um, can you know it'll spread and I think amongst educators people are generally quite passionate in in having those um, sort of equal, you know, uh, classrooms and conversations. And I think it'll, I think it, feel, it feels different this time. It feels as if people really want to genuinely make a change, but I do hope that these conversations keep happening. It can't just be tokenistic that people are talking about it now. And in a couple of weeks, it's like, oh, well, you know, Black Lives Matter's not trending on Twitter anymore. So we don't have to have those black books mm -hmm. in our classroom. This needs to be something that's threaded through. It's ingrained in the curriculum and in the way that people, um, you know, go about their daily lives. It needs to be something that we're always talking about and we're always addressing ourselves about. And that she's frozen. Frozen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Which, for the you know for the most awful reason that that door is wide open this week. And, uh, you know, what I'm trying to think is how do you how do we get a foot in that door and make sure that it stays open? Because it's something I've been passionate about for, for years, but I've never heard so many conversations about representation as I have this week. Richard uh, on our on our comments board here saying that he I really. Re oh, she back. Oh, back. back. Yeah, Richard, maybe come back. The, the way he's spoken to still to this day for, for because he's Irish, because he has an Irish accent yeah. has got him. And I think. When I think back to my my schooling experience in the 1970s and 80s, it was absolutely normal, acceptable. It was part of the gang, part of culture to make jokes about Irish people being stupid and Welsh people being thieves and 
I don't know what we said yeah. about people from the Isle of Wight, but I doubt it was uh, complimentary. <laughs> that was part of our culture was was shared stereotypes and shared, and shared forms of abuse. You might say that was that was social currency for the for the thirteen year old Finch. And I'm not proud of it. And I didn't like it at the time. I felt it was uncomfortable, but I didn't know what the alternative was. You know, I'd like to be good, 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 wouldn't it? If we could uh, not just think, I mean, I wrote a blog and I wrote a blog because of the conversations we were having about representation of, of, of black people in literature. But I could have written it about Asian people and I could have written it about Native American. I mean, the books are out there. The resources are out there. So, you know, I do challenge people not to think of it purely as a as a black thing, but actually about inclusive language around sexuality around gender around race in a much wider term difficult i mean it's an awful lot of balls to juggle isn't it but yeah that's the job we got tasked with and also yeah. i feel as well ed sometimes if you if you don't know too much about it you don't want to try and bring it into the classroom in case you get something wrong or say something Ooh. wrong use the wrong language but i think I that's 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 which is why we need to be connecting with each other and asking advice from people you know yeah. you know other people and and i think that's so important so that we do get it right and that we don't avoid you know it's not we need to actually confront the issues as opposed to avoid them in, in case we get them wrong yeah yeah i wonder whether sometimes there's a perception though that to champion a particular group you have to belong to that group. And I I think that there's a real danger of, oh, I can't really step into this argument or I can't say what I think because I don't, I'm not black yeah. or I'm not a woman or I'm not gay. Um, and I, and I, I think that that some, some sense of, well, can I speak? And I don't think it's about speaking for others, but I think it's speaking alongside and speaking with others that that's, will keep this kind of conversation alive. Jazz, what, do you, what would you say to that? If somebody said, well, I don't know what I should say about race because I'm not, well, they would say I'm not racialized, wouldn't they? Because <laughs> Well, the, it, it's an interesting one, actually, and it's, it's something that I've been asked a lot this week. I've had so many people um, DMing me, and, and I think that's because people don't want to have this conversation out loud. They're worried about being judged and saying the wrong thing, and yeah. I completely understand that. I understand a lot of people are trying to be sensitive, but I think these conversations can't happen behind closed doors. People all need to see them and hear them and we all need to chip in. But um, in terms of what you were saying about, um, say, if, if you were white and you were trying to talk about um, black and ethnic minorities and anything to do with race, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it at all. Like, I, again, I bring up my friend uh, Ashley Booth. He's a very white male and doesn't necessarily have um, any... <laughs> diverse history in his family that not that I know of anyway but he's always um championing books and, and diverse children's literature and having those conversations I mean I remember sitting in um one of his classes back when I was in LSA and, and he'd said something about we were discussing the civil rights movement and said something about uh someone something somebody being black and and the kid turned around to me and was like can he say that and I was like yes why, why people can talk about race with you know the conversations need to happen we need more people on our side championing these discussions and thinking about how we can improve and move forward and like i said if you're not comfortable at first reach out to people find out what the right things are to say ask them can you look over this lesson plan because i don't know if it's appropriate would this offend anybody can you explain why but until people 
ask those questions everyone's sort of like hiding in the shadows and saying well you know I'm not racist but I just don't really want to say anything about it we need to say things about it we need to be speaking up and that's why this is a time I feel like it's a bit different to everyone at, at every other time where more people are saying like I, I want to come forward I want to speak I want to help so the the biggest thing I would say to people is is reach out we need those links we need that communication and ultimately we need that togetherness we need people to work together to defeat this horrible thing that we're dealing with at the moment um if you're worried or unsure or anxious about teaching or talking about it or discussing it find somebody who's got lived experience who can help it is great advice and i think as well anybody doesn't matter what can be a champion for anybody else and i think that's really important it doesn't you that's something to remember i think this is a longer conversation mark than you I do. I, I think, um, well, hopefully, maybe Jazz would like to come back another time and we can actually focus a whole session on this because I think it is really important that we don't just, as you say, do it now and forget about it and it's gone. It's got to mm -hmm. keep coming back and we've got to have that conversation. Yeah. And it's got to keep coming back. I do appreciate um, how many people are being so reflective right now. I think that's so important. So, to anybody who has taken a, a bit of time to think about you know maybe similarly to ed things that you might have done in the past that aren't as acceptable as you might have thought they were and and how you can improve your practice i think you know round of applause to you it can only get better but we just need to make sure that we keep pushing it on and it doesn't just be all and end all this week sort of thing mm. Mm. yeah yeah i'm it. just um, people go to get your padlet that's a you've made oh. such a beautiful thing about that for a minute or two and tell us where we can go to see it no worries. The Padlet is basically um, that from the, the thread that happened the other day. Uh, that's it. There it is. That's everyone's thoughts. It's just I ask people to put their top tips for bubbling. It is colour coded. It's the pink's well-being. The green is early years, year one bubbles. The yellow are year six bubbles. The blue are to do with key worker bubbles, purple hygiene, and white are resources. Um, feel free um, to add to it, and um, hopefully it will alleviate um, everyone's sort of anxieties, thoughts. I put out a post um, on my Twitter feed which links to the Padlet. It's within there. So, um, yeah. It's, I really, really hope that it helps. But as I say, please feel free to add anything to that. I've put on um, Graham's, a link to Graham's Padlet from last week as well, the, um, the PSHC one, which is fantastic. So yes, I really hope that it, it helps because I think, you know, people know that bubbling is not horrific then that's a good thing because it, it's not. And there is, there's so many good bits of guidance there, like make sure you wear warm layers if you have your windows and doors open. <laughs> yeah. and then there's um the fantastic um blog from uh Liam there as well mm. which is a good read as well and i would Thank encourage you. you to uh, people to read that it is very very Liam, is that your school hall isn't it Look at that, that is the school hall yes how many kids in the school three um we've got just under 100 on roll currently so from reception up to year six <laughs> and how many have you got doria Oh, oh, I've got, can you, you can do the maths, four times, um, just wait, six classes in four year groups. <laughs> it's a lot of children. It's a lot of children, imagine. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm just thinking I've 132 just in my year four year group. So yes, it's yeah. yeah. My brain's oh, just yeah. dying actually. Six threes are 180 times four. <laughs> it's a lot. It's Sunday a lot. Morning, Victoria, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, different different challenges, I think. really really different and I think that's what's been the interesting thing and that's why I like the 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 top tips on the padlet because you have got like your school a very very small school and the way people have had to approach it there and then you've got huge schools and actually how how you've had to approach it there they're completely different but I love the way everyone's come together and there's a real unity about it you know the fact that we've come together as a staff we've come together as a school but also we've come together as educators say let's help each other yeah, yeah. Teachers are well, pretty amazing, really, aren't they? Phenomenal. We work for the yeah. best of the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need some more love. Yeah. Love the teachers. We do. <laughs> we did love lovely, Graham. What are we doing tonight? What's the theme? What tonight? What's Give us a word, Victoria. Give us a word. Any word. Chaos. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you been to our Sunday night sing-along tour? I have. Okay, well, I it it does word. describe it fairly well. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Our theme is chaos tonight, then, Ed. Songs on the, songs on the subject of chaos. I will have a think. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I do <laughs> like your Sunday night renditions. They're very exciting. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I'm not sure anybody else does, it's, but... It's the highlight of the week. Enjoyable. No one's been. You've got to come along and join. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. It's keeping the morale up, guys. Well, it's great relaxation before Monday. Yeah. Settle the nerve. All right. Well, thank you for coming along and sharing your thoughts with us. And hopefully, yeah, we can keep that conversation going as well. Thanks, Thank Jasper you. and Liam. You've been Thanks awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.